Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Live Race Free podcast. Okay, so I wanted to share about uh, something very interesting. Uh, Judge Justice Clarence Thomas, um, he is the he is, serves right now on the Supreme Court. He is the second African American ever to serve on the Supreme Court, um, and as of today, March fourth, he is the longest serving justice that is alive today. 28 years and 133 days. Um, that's pretty impressive. And I um, truly love his perspective. Obviously, you know, my perspective is going to be a little bit more on the conservative side of things, if you don't know that already. But, um, and so is Clarence Thomas's. So I very deeply appreciate him and um, the work that he's done over 28 years. Um, and that's solely in the capacity of um, serving as a, on the Supreme Court, not to mention his prior decades of serving in the justice system in America over over his career. But um, so I was reading a little bit about um, the perspective of uh, an intern that got to sit down with him just a few months ago last fall. Um, at the Heritage Foundation, and it was just an hour of question and answer. A very rare opportunity, indeed, for anyone who, um, anyone, any American, period, but um, especially for a student in higher education today. So one of the perspectives that they shared, I really loved um, the um, intern was sharing that Justice Thomas was lamenting on the fact that Americans no longer place a premium on rationality or civility. This, he said, has caused our political discourse to devolve to a state where any deviation from the preferred political opinion is considered a sign of moral depravity. Um, he goes on to say that, you know, the tone improved, uh, well, improved, went, didn't stay on the negative side of things, but, you know, he, he, uh, shared his lightheartedness and um, and positive things as well. Um, so I don't want you to just get the idea that he was just talking about how horrible the state of America is or anything like that. Um, I think that someone who who has to judge cases for a career gets to see uh, a cross section of society that is probably completely uh, that probably most people are completely unaware of on the day to day. Um, so I believe it's a pretty unique perspective. But specifically, how does this relate to Live Race Free? Directly for me, it is the, is the point that he could recognize, that he would recognize right away, right from the beginning, that there is a disconnect between thinking about issues from a logical and civil perspective and with that tone in a conversation um, and being able to reach, you know, useful uh, conclusions about how to navigate the relationships between people or discord or discontent between people or navigating conflict without people kind of having a mental block and shutting down the conversation or going to a place of severe judgment because disagreeing means moral depravity instead of disagreeing means having a different perspective or, or coming to a conclusion from a different set of facts. Um, and this is really important, I think, for me, because I want to be able to provide families with tools, right? Tools to help train and teach their children how to think about 
issues relating directly to their identity. So um, if your kids are growing up thinking, um, thinking, you know, I'm black or I'm white, and that means certain things about how I relate or how I'm able to perceive the world or how I'm able to understand things, that's actually kind of a moral indictment on someone's perspective solely on their skin color. That is a perspective exactly what Clarence Thomas was talking about, just as Clarence Thomas was talking about by saying that, um, you know, if we don't have a place, if we cannot place a premium on rationality and civility in our conversations, rationality, thinking based on the facts and coming to a logical conclusion and put people's opinions in a moral category simply, but usually because they disagree with something with, you know, the trigger terms we like to use like white supremacy or microaggression or racist, um, or even slave owner. Um, and I can go on There's I saw a recent article about, um, an, uh, emotion at Towson University right near where I live uh, about an activist group trying to get a couple buildings renamed because they were uh, named after uh, slave owners, previous slave owners. That's a topic for another, another episode. So I can bring that up next time, but um, we need to be able to talk about things, sourcing the facts and reaching those conclusions because that's how we're going to be able to talk rationally to our kids about it. If if your conversation with your kids is, well, you're black, so it means certain things about you, you're putting them into a box and you're limiting their future and their possibilities. If your conversation is, um, you know, you're a person that God created with talents and abilities and a purpose in life, um, and your job is to work with excellence, be respectful and loving to all people, and um, understand your your giftings and desires and work hard at them. Um, these, I believe, are the, are the keys that unlock the social kind of racial rhetoric. Um, these are the things that g- give and empower people to move at lightning speed compared to the thinking that um, you know, because society looks at you a certain way, you're certainly not going to be able to move forward because the opinions of others are more powerful than your ability to produce. That is the lie that these, that the kind of racial rhetoric subtly puts into our framework and our thinking. So, um, just kind of wanted to challenge you with that tiny little nugget today. Um, and, you know, also in celebrating the value and perspective and um, just rulings that um, Justice Clarence Thomas has offered our country over the past 28 years on the Supreme Court. Um, so uh, just a quick nugget for today. And um, on the lighter side of things, just to kind of tie back to the intern's perspective, um, his kind of comment on his time with uh, Justice Clarence Thomas was that uh, was this. Our time with Justice Clarence Thomas taught me the importance of humility and that no matter, <clears throat> excuse me, no matter where you are in life, no matter how esteemed your occupation is, we are all equal in the eyes of God. So just prefacing that, he was very impressed by how um, how Justice Clarence Thomas was 
um, relating to them on a personal level, talking about some of the ordinary things that he did in his spare time, like traveling around the country, visiting small towns, kind of getting um, getting in and among and around ordinary people in their ordinary, ordinary, ordinary lives, um, you know, just to kind of, because that was something he enjoyed to do, um, which I love that. That just kind of puts you, gives you the idea of kind of his humanity and just how, um, how much he loves people. Because how can you sit as the judge of, of difficult issues on a day-to-day basis, not understanding who people are? So I love that. I love that that was something that he shared um, because it gives you perspective. Like he understands people. Um, he understands human nature. And that is something I really, truly believe we are forgetting as a nation. And if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a grandparent, if you interact, especially with kids, especially with young kids, um, you get a perspective on human nature. You realize you do not have to teach kids how to be selfish. You do not have to teach kids how to um, how to throw a fit. You don't have to teach them how to uh, fight. They have these innate abilities without our help. You know, what they need help with is teaching, is understanding that other people are precious, that other people have dignity, and that they have dignity too, that God created them, everyone, equal. And if that's true, and I believe it is, obviously, um, that means we need to put thought and intentionality behind how we treat other people and how we treat ourselves. You know, so no surprise that, you know, the the number one and number two uh, laws in the Bible are love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And I, you could spend a lifetime understanding how to, and practicing how to love God and how to love your neighbor as yourself. There are three elements that are put together. Um, by the way, the following, the very following command there is teach that to your children. Teach that to your children. Go look it up. De- Deuteronomy 6. Um, pretty powerful, I think. If you look at that that sequence there, you know, it gives you a sequence and order of priorities. If you're putting God first, you're putting the creator first, you're submitting to this idea that the one who created every single human being equal not equally, right? Not equally in terms of equal height and equal color and equal hair texture. Not equally in that, in a, not the adverb, but he created us equal. Okay, this is obviously the Constitution, not the Bible. But <laughs> but that's a, that's a value that really shares a perspective um, about, about, um, about American values. Um, so anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, if you're prior, if you're following your, if you set up your priorities in the same way that this, the Hebrews like to call it the Shema, right? The hear and do, the um, instruction, ultimate instruction for life, let's say. Um, you're putting God first. You're submitting to the idea that all people have value because one creator breathed his very breath and life into every single one of us. That, you know, hierarchying and putting some above others and some below others based on whatever traits we naturally see, ahem, Darwin, um, is is not the way we should be looking at each other or and basing that on our, our treatment of others. That's not the way. But instead, following that 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 um, 
that hierarchy, that order, hierarchy, that order of priorities, God first, loving him, giving our, you know, full attention and energy and thought and uh, toward what he says is important. Then having that same love and attention to others, putting others first, as you love yourself, not disrespecting or basing yourself, that these, this order things, and then passing on those values to your children, if you get it right and you pass that rightness onto the children, you have that, you're able to perpetuate that through the generations. Think about your family tree. Think about your legacy. Think about your history. Think about the people before you. Did you get passed on good values that you want to pass on to your children? Were there things that you want to change to pass on to your children? Do you want to see it in your grandchildren? Nieces and nephews, if you don't have kids yet, maybe, whatever. Um, Every single one of these desires for the future are going to be informed by our decisions today. So ending for the second time. (laughs) I'm going to close out. Share your thoughts. I want to hear what you think. Tell me if you disagree. This is a safe place for disagreement. I'm not going to call you names. I'm not going to shut down the conversation, but we can continue. we're going to just keep on discussing and dialoguing because that's the beautiful thing. We can agree to disagree, but that doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. We can keep on talking about that. So let's do that. Um, that's what Live Race Free is about. Have a great day.